Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick. And we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. What's going on, Brooke? Been a little while, but we're back. Yes, I I gave that to you too. I was like ready to like say, you "Hey, Nick," to me on but a I'm silver like, platter. I really did. I really did. Um, no, things are good. Things are good. I've just been momming, coaching, doing mom the damn life, thing. coach life, doing the damn thing life. Yeah, doing the damn thing <laughs> life. Uh, no, Micah. Gosh, I I posted on my stories last night. It's great. He. He's, he's in this phase of wanting salads, but he's only drinking the dressing. Yum. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. I saw that on your story where it was drinking ranch dressing. I'm like, that's that's fucking gross. But Dude, you do you, Micah. Yeah. I mean, like to anybody that drinks ranch, like, you know. Yeah. Like, God I'm bless. not going to yuck his yum or anything, but not for me. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's just funny. He's doing really good. But yeah, what's going on? Just yeah, coaching, momming. Oh yeah, lifting, doing the thing. Lifting, good for you. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't talked in a couple of weeks because uh one week i was out in portland oregon coaching my clients powerlifting meet which by the way she did fucking awesome in got second place oh hell and yeah she didn't even think she was gonna be able to compete because su- sunday she was like i was around somebody who had covid uh i'm starting to get a little sniffly and uh, yeah i might fucking have covid it's like damn i am traveling across the coast <laughs> coach your meat <laughs> yeah tickets already bought uh we're going no matter what uh luckily she did not have covid uh but yeah she she didn't make her weight class either she was supposed to be in the 75 kilogram weight class ended up in the 82 and still came in second place so that's amazing that's amazing. It's funny because when she was weighing in she was like it's fine i'll be bottom of my weight class anyways like dead serious like dead serious thought she would be um fucking second place Dang, it a, that's it was a moment. That's awesome, though. I know I saw you in Portland and I'm like, oh, my God, it would have been so cool to meet up. But I know that's why I asked you. I was like, how far out are you? You were like five hours. I'm like, damn, I'm not going to ask you to do that. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, here on the West Coast, everything's like so far. They're so yeah. far away from each other. And it actually might have been like four hours, but still like still, it's a lot. Just I, a I long, yeah, that's just a long long drive but no that's a super exciting congratulations to your client isn't her name sarah sahara 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 oh gosh everyone makes that mistake and i actually did at first too when i like was first talking to her you're like I thought her name sarah. was sarah <laughs> <laughs> never called her sarah i figured it out before i made the mistake but <laughs> we... nice yeah yeah um, and then week after that, I, I had my hernia repair surgery. So that was that was a fun time. Um, went super well. I uh, was in uh, in surgery for like 45 minutes. They went in, moved, moved the things that weren't supposed to be there, put a big mesh around it, sealed me back up and then gave me a bunch of pain meds. And I was out on my way uh, within a couple hours. So 
um yeah it was interesting I've never had like an actual surgery before since I was a kid like I had like my tonsils removed I don't even know if that counts um but I was scared as fuck like <laughs> I don't know like I'm like you're putting a knife in me and I'm not even gonna be awake for it so I don't know what you're doing in there uh but everything turned out great um recovered super quickly since the surgery was minimally invasive within like the next day I was up on my feet walking around and they, they kind of told me like don't lift anything over 15 pounds which for me as a power lifter is like a death sentence Ooh, for a little while um, <laughs> but unlimited walking so I have been walking literally as much as I can I've been I've been progressively overloading my walking um I at love first that. It, it was kind, it was kind of hard like I could only do we have in our like apartment complex we have what we call our short loop our regular loop and our long loop uh so at first I was only supposed to, able to do the short loop which was probably like a tenth of a mile <laughs> and then our our long ones like a half and then our, our our extra long ones a mile so yesterday we did four of the extra long ones and I was like yeah it's a PR <laughs> I <laughs> got a walking PR. A walking PR. I love it. Yeah, it's a, you know, it sounds like everything has been going good though. You're making sure that you're following your post surgery instructions, which is great. Like your, is it instructions, your guidelines, your rules? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what it's know. called. Post <laughs> post surgical care. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I think that's the most important thing because I think a lot of people think like when you have an operation or an injury or something like you're going to lose all your progress because you have to take time out. And that is just not the case. Like will things slow for me? Like, yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to ease back in. Um, I'm not allowed to, like I said, I'm not allowed to lift uh, anything over 15 pounds for three weeks. That doesn't mean on day 22, I'm going to go in and just like pull my max because that would be stupid. Like I'm going to have to ease back in listen to my body, feel what my abdominals feel like, because, you know, there, I still feel some like pressure there. Like there's, there's something there. There's a, a big piece of mesh there that wasn't there before. And my body's like, that feels weird. Yeah. I don't really like that. Like I'm not in pain anymore, but it's, it's not comfortable. Um, And I notice like if I lift something like far away from my body, like I have my arms out and I'm like lifting, I don't know, like three plates and i'm trying to put them into a cabinet three dish dinner plates not a, not I was say, plates. i'm not putting three 45s in a cabinet okay good thank you for specifying that <laughs> you gave me a look and i was like well, I was let like, me specify yeah dinner plates thank you dinner, for that. they're not light like three dinner plates is it's a couple pounds and if i'm holding my arms out like i feel that pressure in my core and i'm like i probably shouldn't put three plates into the cabinet at once out of the dishwasher yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like it's kind of like a like one of the ab rollouts, like a Swiss ball rollout. Yes, or like you're, a ab you know, you're an extension almost, or mm -hmm. you're not an extension. You're you're keeping core stability. Yeah. Yeah. As you're reaching away from you, because as you move a weight farther away from you, it gets more challenging. So exactly that totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And, you know, I actually um, I had an emergency C-section. So I remember like going through surgery and having just a rough recovery, like mm. just a rough recovery. Cause you know, at that point, like, I don't know about you and like what your doctor told you, but like 
every time I had to sneeze or cough or anything. Oh, I sneezed the other day. I wanted to die. I wanted to die. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You had to like, I had to like hold a pillow against my stomach to sneeze. That way it wouldn't like, you know, mess with the stitches. And uh, yeah, it's rough, you know, and I get a lot of clients that have had like C-sections or they've had, you know, a hip surgery or knee surgery or shoulder surgery, wrist surgery, just any, any type of surgery. And uh, like, it really does, like it changes your body's mechanics in a way, you know, like it changes the way that you have to move, even if it's temporarily, but again, like our body will adapt to those temporary movements. Exactly. And I think the important thing, I'm glad you brought that up is to not give in to um how did you just phrase that your your body's going your mechanics are going to move differently to not give in to those different mechanics long term um so like let's say you have a problem with your knees um and so you you tend to want to like squat a little more shallow or you want to like flare your hips out really wide to protect your knee more in the beginning. Great. Like protect that, stay out of pain. But as you start to heal and recover, it's important to kind of get back into your regular body mechanics so that you can build resiliency back up in that area. I think people shy away from an area that they hurt and that actually only makes things worse because you're going to stay weaker in that area and never give yourself time to strengthen it back up. Yeah. I've had a client where, you know, this person had a knee surgery and he used to walk one foot at a time up the stairs. So like he'd put one foot on the stair, then the other foot, then one foot on the stair, then the other foot. The classic grandma up the stairs walk. Yeah. Yeah. And he had said like, he's like, yeah, I've been doing this. And like my, like I've been doing it for years and it's something that bothers me. I don't know why I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, because you got in the habit, like you got in the habit of doing that. Now your body is taking that path of least resistance And so one of his goals, which I absolutely fucking loved was to be able to walk upstairs one foot out, like one foot at a time. What a great goal. Isn't that cool? Like, yeah, I love that. It was really awesome. And, you know, another thing I think people highly overlook when they, after they have a surgery, like I'm sure hernia surgery is a lot different than, you know, you know, a mobile joint. Right. Um, But like, listen to your doctor and if they recommend. That's number one. Number one. And then number two, like if they refer you to physical therapy, go mm-hmm. to physical therapy and actually fucking do what they're saying. Like absolutely what they're saying. And not only that, but it's just like training. Like when they give you stuff to work on at home, work on them at home. There's a reason that they're doing that. And because it's like, if you don't move it, you lose it. So yeah. that's something that I really want to like hammer home with clients. Like if, you know, coaches, like as much as I do have a lot of knowledge about different, like, you know, techniques and exercises we can do to help with joints. I'm not a physical therapist, so Mm -hmm. I can't, there are certain things that like are out of my scope of practice that, you know, I can't help with. Now, if I do give you like warm up exercises and mobility stuff and you're like, Oh, this is helping then bonus, but you never want to use a coach. You never want to use a coach instead of, or in replacement of, Absolutely. And I think like the, the, the line there is we as coaches can help you work around your pain, but we can't help you treat your pain. That is not our job. That is the physical therapist job. And just a little bonus tip is like, if you lift 
find a th- physical therapist who also lifts yes because they're going to help you get back to be able to lift because there are definitely a lot of physical therapists out there who don't lift um you know they'll have you doing like bandage shoulder external rotations and be like yeah it's gonna treat your shoulder pain where you need to like actually do stuff with like kettlebells and like some arm bars, some kettlebell arm bars or stuff like that. Again, I'm not a physical therapist, so I don't know that that's what they would actually do. But like you need stability in your shoulder joint, for example, and not just external rotation. And that's going to solve your problems. Yeah. And I mean, I think as coaches, we can become a little bit creative. Like we can do things that we know that could potentially help, like stabilizing the shoulder joint. Like Mm -hmm. one thing that I've done for my shoulder, because, you know, in pole you use, I mean, you put your shoulder in a lot of different positions. I can never. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of them is called a reverse grab. And it's where, you know, instead of just like reaching up, you're actually like externally rotating your shoulder all the way out and swinging by that. And so, you know, making sure that you have stable shoulders is super important. So a lot of things that I like to do for myself are things like, you know, half kneeling bottoms up kettlebell presses love those yes love that exercise that's like such a go-to accessory for me and my clients oh yeah it's great I'll do that I'll do you know I'll do banded internal and external rotation but then I will follow up with something like that you know yeah or an arm bar or you know a quarter of a Turkish getup which I know you love Nick uh I could I can handle a quarter (laughs) I don't want to do the whole thing I can even (laughs) handle a half Like what is it like the getting up part for you? It's the getting up the hard part. You know what it is? It's not even like any of the particular movements broken down that is the hard part. It's putting them all together and getting my brain to coordinate what step I'm supposed to do at what part. That makes sense. So what you're saying is you just need practice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Natalie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's Nick's coach for anybody that wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, she. Don't, I don't think she listens to this podcast, but I think I'm safe. <laughs> don't worry, I'll DM her for you. No. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I just, I think that it is really important, you know, and, and not only that, I want to also talk about like the mindset part of, you know, recovering after an injury or surgery because yeah, it can really, it really does kind of rock you a little bit, you know, like I, I do have a client where, this person recently had a surgery and, you know, it's, it was very difficult for this person because they really wanted to be able to continue to lift heavy. Like they love lifting heavy and it was very hard for them to take a step back and like have to make modifications and changes. And I will admit when it comes to, you know, things like that, I actually kind of find a little bit of joy in it just because I can be more creative with programming. Like she Mm. can't do any upper body work. And so like programming the leg stuff was fun. That was leg day every day. Oh, it was great. It was great. No, I like that you brought up mindset around it because it can feel like you're stepping back. And it could feel like backwards progress. And we know if you've been listening to this podcast, progress is not always linear. And sometimes you have to take that step back in order to take a step forward. Like if I didn't take a step back to have a hernia repair surgery, I would be taking a lot more steps back when eventually my hernia was strangulated and I need to go to the ER. Like it's it's a step back to take steps forward. And what's going to be even more meaningful to me is my next competition post-surgery 
where I can go, all right, yeah, I had this operation, like I had to do all this recovery and I had to make this big comeback. And it's just going to feel so much bigger to me. Everything's going to be feel so much bigger after this one moment in my life. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that. Just like a lot more accomplishment, like just feeling that feeling of accomplishment of like, I kind of had to, you know, take a step back. I kind of had to go through a little bit of hell to get there. Like that's totally normal. And, you know, a lot of people when they're getting surgeries or when they get injured, like, you know, it's really hard not to go down the spiral. Like it's really hard to, you know, want to stay on track really. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's the truth. And I think it's something where if you realize that you are struggling, like reach, first of all, like reach out to people that, you know, can validate like, yeah, that's really hard, but like, you're going to feel better in the end. Um, because I remember like for my personal experience, I had a C-section and I remember like, I didn't go to physical therapy. I didn't get any physical, like pelvic floor physical therapy. I didn't get any, you know, I just kind of like winged it. And then by the time I got back into the gym or started going to the gym, I should say, started going to the gym, I had, my core was, I mean, I don't, I don't like to use this word with clients, but I I can use it with myself because I don't, take it personally (laughs) yeah but like I had some core dysfunction like I was up like my the part of my core that didn't get operated on like became much stronger and I had more of a muscle imbalance and so you know I didn't start training until shortly after I didn't start learning more about intrinsic core stabilization or just like the deep muscles of your core I didn't start learning about that until I was a coach and I was coaching for like two years. And I was like, Whoa, hold on. What's this? Like I could, I could have actually like really saved a lot of time and energy, just like meeting up with the right person and practicing these yeah. core exercises. Like, Oh crap. Now I know what to do now. Like, so I make sure that I work core into every, everything that I do. But I think a lot of people will kind of avoid They'll avoid like the areas that they've been operated on just because they are afraid that, you know, they're going to get hurt. And one thing I want to say is like our bodies adapt. Our bodies are not super fragile. Like they're they're fragile in certain places. Like, but overall, like you don't, the more that you put that off, the harder it's going to be to kind of correct anything. Yeah. It's definitely a long-term mistake to make is to avoid areas that, you struggle with for like your your core for example my core for example if i don't do any core work after this it's just going to it's going to continue to get weaker that one area is going to get weaker while the rest will get stronger um and that could lead to some kind of re-injury over time and i obviously don't want that to happen and i think i wanted to go back to something and say something too because you were talking about um how it feels like when you have to take that step back. And I want to kind of talk about the emotions behind that too, because I remember when I first found out about my hernia, I was, I was gutted. I was so upset. And I think it's normal to feel those emotional responses and to like lean into those feelings a little bit and, and be okay with like feeling sad about it. I think at, even at first I was kind of in denial about it. I was like, yeah, I have a hernia. And then I went to the gym the next day. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to lift anyway. And then Danielle was like, should you compete? And I was like, 
Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Let me ask my doctor <laughs> just, to get, just to get a confirmation. And she was like, no, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. I'm like, yeah, I knew. I just didn't want to ask you because I knew what the answer was. <laughs> you wanted to so be when in I, when I heard denial. That, yeah, I was, it's the classic like grief stage. I was like, I was in the denial phase and then I was in the depression phase and um then I got it fixed and now I can just like ease back into the recovery and and lean into those emotions too of like the excitement of when I get back to lifting like how exciting is that going to be so like you're going to experience some positive and some negative emotions around it and feel that because I think it's going to fuel you to continue to get better yeah and I think it's important to like understand that like it's okay to feel discouraged like mm-hmm. it's it's okay to feel that way. You know, you just don't want to unpack and live there. You don't want to just, you know, sit there and oh gosh, now this is happening. It's okay, yeah, this sucks this happening, but what can I do in the meantime? Like I think that's where a lot of people fall short is that, you know, they allow that thing to derail them instead of like getting curious and figuring out how can I make this work? Not it's just not going to work. Yeah, totally. It's it's a matter of like figuring out what you can do when you can do it and then executing on it. Even if you like have some kind of non-surgical injury, like you break your thumb or something, what can you do? Can you still do legs? Yeah. Can you, you know, you could do like a, a lateral raise with a cuff for your arm on a cable. So you don't have to like hold the weight. Like there's so much that you can do to work around some of your injuries too. Um, So it doesn't always mean that you have to like completely stop everything either. Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short is they immediately think I can't do anything. So I'm not going to, which in reality, like that's just not true. It's, it's silly. (laughs) It's it's silly goose behavior. It's silly goose behavior. (laughs) Uh, you gotta go back to the pond because you're a silly goose (laughs) sorry (laughs) silliest goose in the pond (laughs) nice oh no (laughs) we we've been derailed um (laughs) what else is new (laughs) that's fair uh i mean yes it is very difficult to deal with those emotions it's difficult when you know i oh i'm gonna shout out my client sandra here uh, my client, Sandra, just, we, we ended up just getting into the gym. She finally stopped working out at home. She got in the gym. She went from two days a week to three days a week. She was fucking ready. Hell yeah. And she went to the gym and a 45 pound plate slipped out of her hand. Oh, fuck. And she broke her toe. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And Sandra, if you're listening to this, number one, you're a fucking badass because her immediate thing is like, well, what can I do? Good for you. What, That's what awesome. Can I do, you know, I, I love the way that movement makes me feel. How can I still implement this? And she plays um like the VR headsets and she plays like supernatural. She went on there and started like finding different things, like seated modifications that she could do. Like, it's all about making sure that you're getting curious about what you can do and not focusing on what you can't because yeah, like, and I felt so bummed because dude, it was like the first week of her program and I was so pumped for her to do it. Like I, I was so excited because I'm like, okay, we were doing two days a week, a push and a pull day. And now she's like upper lower full. 
And on that, on that lower body day, I think, I think I programmed a leg press and I was just like, but her attitude and her mindset is right where it needs to be. And she's been working on that for a long time. You know, like she's been working on her mindset for a long time, because a lot of times when people start coaching, like their mindset is, you know, a little bit more fixed. And over time, we transition that to more of a growth mindset. Like, what can we do versus what can't we do? And she is absolutely crushing what she can't do. And so, you know, one of the things that once she gets cleared is we're going to we're going to put her on some machines, some leg machines. Like, you know, it's all about refocusing. That just shows how much hard work she's put in, like not just physically, but mentally, too. Um, it reminds me of, I'll never forget this. When I was, when I was coaching at like a big box gym, a big ish box gym, um, I was doing like small group trainings at the time. And there, there was this one girl there. Uh, her name was Angela. She's such a badass. She's just like this, this super shy girl, but she was in prep for bodybuilding. And she'd always come in with like her big headphones on and like, wouldn't really talk to many people, but you know, her and I had had a couple conversations here and there. We still chat on Instagram sometimes, but one day she came in full crutches she had two crutches giant boot on her foot she's like yeah i broke my leg i think she would like fell on ice or something i can't remember what her injury was but she came in for like three weeks on crutches and was just like doing upper body she's like yeah uh my prep is is in full force like i compete in six weeks like i can't stop now like i gotta do what i gotta do what i can that's badass. wow you are a badass that's badass you know and i think that it attests to like the dedication to their program, like the drive, you know, like I'm sure there are days where she's probably gotten up and been like, I really don't want to go to the gym, but I'm absolutely, we all need to show up. Yeah. You know, cause I've also, you know, it's very easy to lose that, that motivation when you get injured, you know, it can be so discouraging that you kind of lose that drive to show up and, you know, we, we shouldn't be doing that. We should be putting our best foot forward and trying our best to find what's going to work for us. So, you know, in the, in the gist of things, like make sure you're listening to your doctor, make sure that you're taking recommendations, you know, go to a physical therapist if you have to, you know, make sure that you're doing all of these things and communicate with your coach. I think that like, if you have a coach, like communicate with your coach, cause that's super important. Yeah. If you don't tell them what's going on, we have no idea. Like, if- yeah. If I didn't tell Natalie about this, she'd be like, yeah, it's just deadlift. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Why? Oh, well, I had a surgery. And then it's like, well, come on. Why didn't you tell me? How did you not (laughs) tell me that? Oh, I get that. I get that sometimes. And I'm like, you like, I have this question on my intake. Like, do you have any medical conditions? And every now and then I'll get somebody to be like, oh, I can't do that because I have this medical condition. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? We've been working together for six months. I had no idea. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny. I, I have a client and uh, he he's amazing. He's an in-person client and he cracks me up because there's one day he's like, oh, my that hurt my shoulder when you're doing a cable fly on a cable machine. I'm like, what? What do you mean it hurt your shoulder? He's like, yeah, it hurt my shoulder. I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, well, how long have you, has your shoulder been hurting? And he's like, uh, three weeks to a month. I'm like, why? Like, no, you need yeah, to tell me this when Please it happened. Let us know. Like, yeah. And so- you know, as a, as a coach, I can be a little bit difficult to navigate because it's like, okay, now we're dealing with an injury that you didn't even tell me that you had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think we've given some great advice here because, you know, at, at some time in your life, if you're listening, you're going to go through something like this. You're good. 
people get injured. It just happens. You can be as careful as you want. You can have perfect technique at the gym. You can take every single precaution that you have. And then you're going to close your finger in a car door. And you're going to break your finger or or something like that. Something stupid. It's never anything exciting. No one ever has a story like, oh, yeah, some someone tried to rob this little old lady of her purse. And then I chased him down the street and he tackled me. And that's how I <laughs> broke my arm. No, it's like I closed my finger in a car door. <laughs> it's always that. Or <laughs> I tripped over a pothole because I wasn't looking where I was going. And I sprained my ankle. It's going to happen to you. And it doesn't make you weak for getting an injury it it makes you strong for having to go through it for having to go through the recovery for having to go through the mental part of like taking time off it makes you stronger over time and you build resiliency and you're going to build resiliency back in the area that you hurt as long as you do your due diligence of listening to your doctor going to pt if that's what you need to do not avoiding those movements over the long term and you know, that's where your strength comes in. Strength isn't just physical, it's mental too. And it's so important to flex both of those physical and mental strength muscles. Absolutely. I I couldn't have said it better myself. Cool. (laughs) I'm like, I never know what to say when someone says that. Like, yeah, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this and you, you know, you have an injury or you're going through, you know, surgery, recovery, things like that, like just give yourself some grace, like, and realize like, it's not, even if it is your fault, like you slam a finger in a car door, it's not your fault that you got right. Shit happens. Yeah. Shit, shit happens. That's a perfect way to describe it. Like shit happens. And you know, the only thing you can do, the only thing that you can control is how you react to the situation. That's true. That's the only thing that you can control is how you react to the situation, how you start thinking about the situation and like understanding that, you know, you, you do have control. You can make decisions that are going to better align with your goals for the long term. So listen to your doctor, do physical therapy. If you need to talk to your coach, if you have one and don't allow something like an injury or a surgery to have you spiral out of control because one thing that we can control, and I know we're kind of wrapping up here, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I've noticed too, sometimes that affects people's nutrition when their mindset's mm. off, it can affect their nutrition and they can fall back into old habits that they're not looking for. So if you really try to take a positive approach to looking at your situation, it's less likely to derail you and send you over the edge. Totally. Which is easier said than done, but it's something to keep in mind. Like don't let it just take all aspects of your fitness out, but just because something happens, that's going to make you take a step back in one area. You could take a step further in another, like your nutrition, like your mobility of your ankles or whatever, you know, like you can do something, you can do something. Yeah. Like, and, and, the client that I talked about earlier that recently had a wrist surgery, her name is Rosie. So shout out Rosie, if you're listening to this, cause you're fucking awesome. You're badass. And, uh, one of the things that, you know, she's really focusing on is dialing in her nutrition, you know? And I think that that is like actually a really opportune time to do that. Like dialing in on your nutrition, figuring out what makes you feel good. I think that that's a wonderful idea. And also Rosie, I'm really sorry that on your body weight leg program that I made you do Bulgarian split squats, supersetted with a wall sit, supersetted with squat jumps. That was really mean. 
what Brooke means to say by that is she's not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the evil laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> so she did. She did put uh, on her Instagram story. She was just like death by volume. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what it said it was just funny oh no Amazing. she she's she tagged me and she goes at get you a brook chose violence with this training block yeah it sounds like you i remember <laughs> saying that in your story now that you mentioned it yeah <laughs> well this has been one of our best like our our podcast episodes are always 10 out of 10 obviously and if you think they're 10 out of 10 <laughs> go ahead and rate them 10 out of 10 on Wait, spotify you... apple podcasts <laughs> <laughs> You want me to get five stars, bro? Yeah, but rate them at 10. <laughs> in, in fact, rate them at 11. Uh, I love it. We'll accept nothing less than an 11 out of five nothing. stars. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> All right, you well, guys. God, you, you, can, you can wrap us up here, Breck. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening you know the clients that we all mentioned sahara 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 like not sarah not like sarah desert. um sahara rosie sandra y'all are kicking ass if you're listening kicking to this ass and we love the good to work. see it we're all so proud of you we are very proud of you and uh to everybody else happy friday oh happy okay. friday okay. <laughs> bye bye <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.